Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. I have lived through history. When this episode is released, there will have passed exactly 30 years from the revolution which overthrew the communist dictatorship in Romania in 1989. I know you are not very big on numbers, especially round ones. But I have decided that for me that does actually have significance. I truly saw history be made in front of my eyes. We lived in a center of Bucharest in an apartment block. It was very close to Christmas and it was very cold. And there were literally two or three school days left until the holidays. And I was looking forward to going to grandma's with my little sister for what was going to be much of the winter holidays. But you never did go, did you? No. In fact, we spent much of that holiday sleeping on the hallway of our flat. Because that was the only part of the flat which was away from all the windows. And... We felt more protected, though we could still hear the gunshots outside and we could still watch TV and see all the horrid images of dead people on the TV. Yeah, I remember those images from my childhood in Poland, the images of revolution in Romania and of help being organized for Romania as well. Mm. But the worst two days that I can point out were at the beginning and then at the end. First, on the 21st of December, I got home from school. I picked my sister up from nursery. You picked up your sister? Yeah, the three-year-old. I was nine. But, you know, those were very different times. We actually went home together on our own and we reheated the food that my mom left, had left us that morning. And then we just started this waiting game started to wait for mom to get home from work and it got dark very quickly it was obviously December no sign of mom it got late and I remember watching our fancy battery watch in the living room it was ticking but also the numbers weren't moving and just there was no sign of her you couldn't just phone her or find out where she was (laughs) well there were no tracking devices in those times there were no mobile phones And I think I did try to phone her stationary phone at work, but in fact she had left the office a long time before that and was just stuck in the main piazza in the center of Bucharest, which is where it all happened. Most of the revolution events in Bucharest took place there and people died there. She eventually made her way back late that night. I believe it was on foot. She would have otherwise taken the underground. She was always rushing to come back to us. And from that point onwards, she stayed with us until all this turmoil finished. But those few hours of waiting, while watching a clock which was not moving, and hearing my little sister play with her dolls in the other room, or she was only three, instilled trauma that I have still not quite gotten to the bottom of and when I was preparing for this episode I cried actual real tears my rational mind could not find any reason for my sadness but 
that type of fear, that process of anticipating loneliness is not rational anyway. Anyway, my dad generally returned late, so I wasn't that worried up until a point, but he actually had to stay the night at the research institute he was working, also due to some security issue. Yeah, that is quite a day. <laughs> so I don't know what's the second one, whether he can live up to it. Whether he can uh, trump it. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, the second worst day of that period is actually going back to school in January. That was the day that concluded the realization that I had lived through history. Everything that used to be there is no more. There is a dark trace on the wall where the portrait of Ceausescu, the dictator, is hanging. The first pages of all of your books, all of your manuals, are torn. Again, that's what Ceausescu's image would be. And and also the history book is not there. It's not there at all. It's just disappeared. Yeah, that again sounds quite dramatic. We also had a change of regime in Poland, but that didn't happen overnight so drastically. I remember teachers telling us different things and telling us that Poland wasn't actually sovereign before 1989, but for a nine-year-old that didn't experience it so directly, this wasn't such an important event, and my parents did not involve me in politics. Whereas in my case, there was no way not to be involved, even as a child. You wake up one morning and all that you were told was the truth. In your child mind, you're now told that are lies. Your world shifts in a way that is it's hard to describe. But in the end, it's all fine because your friends are all there, your teachers are there, you're young and you're resilient, and in the end, it all does pass. Apart from that fear that you still have that people you love will disappear in a mysterious, unexpected way, which you still have. Yeah, right. Apart from that, my own personal memory from that December 30 years ago. And after all that doom and gloom, what we are actually talking about today is the happy times we live in. Yeah, exactly. Because we do live in happy times, <laughs> comparing to the experience we just described and other experiences mm. that other people had. We get caught in the problems of our daily life and we think they're so big, but a lot of us are so lucky with what we have. And we should appreciate that. But it's also frustrating that some people, out of want of power and money, do not care about putting in danger what we have managed to achieve in that part of the world. Mm. It's... Um... It's very sad, isn't it? Or I often think that maybe that happens just out of lack of past memories. Maybe let's refrain from talking politics. Yeah. (laughs) Because we are recording this just a few days before uh, releasing. Why I wanted us to talk about this is because you always have your own little say, you, Pavel. When I heard it first time, years ago, when I first met you, I thought that was one of the things that you said that were rather trivial commonplace even. And all those years later, actually, I think this is the most humane and decent way to look at what we have just discussed. So, so yeah, can you say that? I think I sort of halfway said it before, basically that thought, not to get caught in your personal problems and just appreciate all the moments you have and all the security, safety and opportunities you have. And rather than worrying about a better holiday, I appreciate that there are no guns outside your 
your house, you know, bombs are not falling on your head. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that little piece of wisdom. And I think me personally, I have another motivation al- almost parallel to this. I find that being someone who has had the luck or the unluck to live through a historical event and who's from that point on is not able to idealize any type of armed struggle or any type of political struggle or get behind any. I have a mission to talk about my experience. I need to show how that event impacted on me because I was not even directly affected and it still caused me years of difficulty. And I'm just one person. And yet there are so many today suffering on all possible and unimaginable levels from, I don't know, like you say, power and the decision of the few. Yeah. And I must say, just to confirm what you said, yeah, you do have a very pacifist outlook because we discussed a few arms struggles and watched some films and read some books. And yeah, you rarely, probably rightly find any good reason for an armed struggle you usually see it as just a fight of egos and power and ambition and money so uh yeah looks like you've learned something (laughs) through your experience so now moving on to the recommendation part we had a suggestion from one of the regular listeners to include more than one if we uh feel so inclined and are in the capacity to provide more, but on, on this subject, I think we actually had to shortlist. One from me would be a novel from Olga Tokarczuk, which is translated into English as Primeval and Other Times. And it's got some good credentials behind it, Nobel Prize and Man Booker. So it's not just, just me, but I've recently <laughs> read it in Polish, so I hope it's well translated into English. But it's not probably as any good novel, it's not not only about the tough times or happy times, tough times in that case, to appreciate the happy times, but it talks about that as well, and it's a beautiful novel set in um, in the times of both world wars in a village in Poland. Highly recommended. I'm moving back almost to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is communism, and if anyone is more interested in the communist era in Romania, which is was quite specific in the Eastern Bloc. And there's an excellent newish film by a Romanian director set in Romania. It's very funny. It's very easy to watch. It's set in those times. But it also shows how difficult oppression of any kind teamed with poverty can be. And that is Tales of, from the Golden Age. And like you said, we had a short list. We had to shortlist our inspirations because we have quite a few. We might add a few on the show notes. But on the appreciate day subject that we um, we were discussing, I find podcasts extremely useful as a pick-me-up. And I have a few favorites. But maybe one that I wanted to mention today is this uh, podcast that I recently got hooked to. It's Dispatch to a Friend, and it's just uh, uh, made out of letters written from one friend to another, always the same to people. It's a beautiful collaboration, and it just is your typical way of enjoying very minute daily experiences in a very lovely way. So that's it. Thank you, and see you next week. Thank you. 
This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories. Thank you.